You are listening to We're Going Stream Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at going underscore streaming, on Instagram at We're Going Streaming, and like us on Facebook at Going Streaming. And of course, welcome to another episode of <laughs> We're Going Streaming. As always, I'm your host, Patrick, Daddy Cakes, Cake Daddy, and any version thereof of Patty Cakes. As always, I'm joined by my bestest friends in the whole world, Brian. Oh, wow. Hey, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. And then, Matthew. I guess Brian's more of a best friend than me. You introduce him first. <laughs> Oh, wow. Here we go. I oh. said bestest friends. Here we go. I, oh, my God. Are we really going to sit here and debate who wow. goes So, Brian's your bestest, that? and I'm just a bester? I'm just a bester? <laughs> I said bestest. My bestest friends. I said bestest <laughs> friends. <laughs> just start the episode with a, like I a mean, bunch of infighting. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Let's, let, Matt, let's be honest. <laughs> I wouldn't go, wouldn't go to Southside Irish Prairie with anyone else but you. You go if Brian was off, you know, because we're gonna. Be- <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. What I? I mean, debatable. Oh wow! Oh, wow. I met Brian at the. I met Brian at the parade. <laughs> I met Brian. I think that's the first. That's the first time I met um. Bella. Brittany. Oh, Brittany. Was at yeah. the at the parade. Oh yeah, it was just me and her. That's right. Was at uh. Where the fuck? Yeah, where the fuck thief. was I at for that one? Yeah, what that was a horse thief. That might have been where before you got hired. No, he was oh, there maybe when just I was after? there. No, I was I, no, no. Brian oh yeah, in. we were just like I was hired. I was hired. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's I was right. Hired. Yeah. Then Brian. I think Brian later. Yeah, we were like were both just keep, I think I was I was telling Brian like, hey, are you going to the parade? And he's like, yeah. And he said, leave that weirdo Pat behind. That's what he said. His verbatim. That's verbatim. But yeah, you basically. Fuck <laughs> both of you. Whatever. I got. I'm kidding. At least I got. We both said it. At least I got to hang out at Brian's reception and have uh, some sweet JJLs. That was a good time. <laughs> that was, was a good, good time. time. Yeah, you were my, you were my <laughs> plus one. <laughs> <laughs> sit there drink, sit oh, there yeah. drinking chilies from uh, cups from Steak and Shake. Oh, oh that's that. That's, see, that's we should save that for uh, we're going streaming after night or or after dark yeah. or whatever. Nights. God, we. God, we'd be nights. We're going we streaming to... nights. Is that what it was? I think so. Yeah, I think so. WGSN. I can already, I can already yeah. picture our like our graphic. <laughs> Sounds like a radio call signal. <laughs> WGSN uh, in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the morning. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Anyway, so we're gonna <laughs> up. All right, thank you. Uh, so anyway, so in today's uh, pop culture pop, let's talk about uh, our. Let's talk about. Let's start with number one. We we at we're going streaming are huge supporters of the LGBTQ community as oh. as we've stated multiple times and as much as we've made uh, it's interesting comments in previous episodes, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> But that being said, int- intentional and unintentional. That being said, I would like to say fuck our fascist overlords. 
amongst uh, certain states, starting with Tennessee for banning drag shows, and then Ron DeSantis <laughs> for just being a giant piece of shit as always. Uh, right. Yeah. So just remember, ladies and gentlemen, drag. It's not the drag queens that hurt you; it's the fascists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's you know, and that's coming from screen. silly eyelashes. And that is coming from silly. Very eyelashes. serious. <laughs> Ser- seriously, it's it's not silly eyelashes. Eyelashes right now. It's seriously eyelashes right now. And wasn't he like mayor something or whatever? Didn't we give him? Like, wasn't he like a mayor? Oh, uh, I don't know if he was a mayor, but he dressed. No, up no, no, once, no. So. That's not what I meant. I oh. meant wasn't your drag name like mayor something? No, I thought it was he was going with the because we kept getting Billie Eilish's song, her yeah. name wrong, so that we were like silly eyelashes, <laughs> and he said that's my drag name. <laughs> and then mine was uh, uh, mine was Donneria, and then yeah. Brian's was uh, Brian's. I thought was really good uh, with Betty yeah. Redmayne. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were all great names. I mean, realistically, right, well, I guess we're all going to Nashville and drag. Sweet. We should. Just Let's not in public. This. They said no shows in public. They said we just can't. Not, not that we could walk around in public. That's true. Oh, just. Okay. Well, what defines a show? Exactly. That's why it's stupid. I know. Yeah. It's it just sitting there <coughs> trying to appeal to, appeal to uh, the evangelical pieces. The evangelical. They're just trying to scare people like, out. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're trying to scare people out. Trying trying to make another uh, Republican haven like uh, Florida yeah. is. Oh, yeah. All those elections were so close that they are freaking out. I mean, look at Texas. That's why they were like, oh, my God, get abortion on the books. Get all these things on the books. Like, right, right. We gotta, the, the, the vote was way too close. We got to get these fucking people out of here. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Oh. Right. And, then, just, and then just to finish it off uh, with something a little more lighthearted, Haley Bieber hates Selena Gomez. Oh. Haley yeah. Bieber? Is that what you said? Bieber, yes. Oh, former, former oh like Haley Justin Palmer. Bieber. Gotcha. Yeah, like Justin Bieber's wife hates What's... Uh, Selena Gomez. Is she related to Alec Baldwin? Yes, I think it's. I believe she's Alec Baldwin's daughter. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, wow. I didn't know that. Well, she's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Imagine being Alec She Baldwin's has been through daughter. a lot. Like right now? I believe, or just in general? I, I no, just in general. Wasn't he? I also I believe this is the same daughter that uh, Alec Baldwin sat there and you're Goes like you're you're a disgusting little pig, and that voicemail that got leaked. Yeah, what a what a guy, what a great guy, <laughs> what a guy. Imagine if he threatened to kill her. Now that would look weird. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna shoot you. Now, now he's up. <laughs> now he's up for. Now he's up for what? Manslaughter? Is it manslaughter? Yeah. Is it? Uh, I think it was. Some, they might. I thought they dropped it to something else, but yeah, maybe. I guess. I guess manslaughter is probably the lowest. <clears throat> Involuntary or some shit. I don't know. Involuntary yeah. manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah, manslaughterer. I didn't mean to point a gun and shoot her. It, you did actually, but you just didn't realize it was a loaded gun. <laughs> it was a, yeah, there's a lot of people that are that should be in trouble for that. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Oh god! Yeah, there's yeah. a there's, whole. There's, there's there's a good chunk of them. Yep. But also, how's that still happening? Even after you know, what was it Jason? Was it Jason Lee? Oh, Brandon. And, uh, the Southern, uh, Brandon Lee, yeah. Jason Brandon Lee, of, the uh, skater who's in like the Kevin Smith movies. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Lee, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Yeah, Brandon Lee. Yes, Brandon Lee. <clears throat> on the well, like, The know, Crow, yeah. which is a movie I liked as a kid, which is oh, so yeah. weird. <laughs> it's still good. When uh, I love that. You yeah. know, when you got an inexperienced armorer who's uh, not supposed to, who shouldn't be doing the shit on set she was yeah, doing. They were fucking around. Yep. Oh, yeah. They were fucking around and somebody paid the price. Yeah, sadly. 
you know? <clears throat> you know, every, it's all fun and games until someone dies. Oops. Yeah. Wow. Talk about Ask John Landis. The highest stakes ever. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> While we're talking about death, uh, Matt's got a mention here. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt's got a nice, lovely mention here. Matt's mention? You guys don't give me a like a jingle or anything? It sounded like by Menon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with jingles. Uh, I'll work it yeah, so my yeah. <clears throat> my mention is uh Riku Browning passed away. Um a lot of people may not recognize the name, but he was uh he was 93, 93 years old. Wow. And um he was an American film director, actor Producer, screenwriter, and also uh, underwater cinematographer and stuntman. Oh. And uh, but most people, he's best known for his stunt work on the nineteen fifty four film Creature from the Black Lagoon. He was Gillman, like underwater. He was the Gillman. Um, oh, that's pretty dope. So yeah, a little shout out. Ninety three years old, long life. Um, I don't know what movies he's directed though. <clears throat> Wait, Flipper's new. He might have done. Oh, he was in Flipper. I, I didn't realize he was a director. That's he might have oh. done. That's terrible language, right there. He was Flipper. He was. He, he was, did the story. He was Flipper. <laughs> he story was by Flipper. Riku Browning. Nice. He um yeah, based on a story by Riku Browning. Oh, if anyone Flipper. would know, right? I mean, that's dope. Wow. Yeah. He, I wonder if he yeah. ever had the. Ch- I wonder if he ever got the chance to work with Cameron. I feel like the two of them could have just like lived underwater for like two years and just made movies. I, I wonder mean, if, sure. if he was I'm involved sure, in Waterworld, sure <laughs> the remake, <laughs> just just written by written, written by Rico Browning, directed by James Cameron. <laughs> you know what? If James Cameron can sit there and remake Waterworld, no, no, he already did. It's, it's called Avatar Two. <laughs> um, guys, joke. that was your joke. Sorry, no. hold on. Sorry, go ahead, Pat. What if James Cameron remade Skins? Oh boy! All right, so we'll move on from there. Uh, Browning <laughs> also directed the. He did the underwater sequences callback to a James Bond episode. He did the underwater sequences in Thunderball. Thunderball, yes. And never James say Cameron's never again. Favorite James Bond movie. And he also directed underwater scenes for uh, Caddyshack. What? Yeah, I think I'm gonna like uh, poop. He filmed the, the poop scene. He filmed the payday he, floating to the bottom of the pool. He, he directed that. <laughs> Probably a highlight. Yeah, that's. So yeah, yeah. Did he have a, he any thoughts on? Uh, did he have any thoughts on Bill Murray? <laughs> um, I didn't get anything. No, but it, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> nothing on Bill. Nothing on Bill Murray. Oh, okay. Well, he said he was a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> he said Bill was a real, like, real yeah. bastard. Bill Murray. Yep. He was a real. He was an actor. He he was a real rat bastard. <laughs> he was. Riku Browning never said anything bad about anyone. His <laughs> <laughs> uh, only I, I got his only comment on Bill Murray here. It, it says, uh, "Yeah, uh, the only comment I ever had on Bill Murray was uh, I was a better swimmer than him." That's weird. Kind of just. <laughs> <laughs> Weird flex. That's how he just. <laughs> that's all his stories. <laughs> I wanted to step on anyone's toes, but that was better swimming. You know, I don't. You know, I don't want to go swimming, but I don't want to go swimming, but. 
And on that anyway, note, that's, anyway, Brian anyway, just that's left. Quite a resume. <laughs> anyway, that's quite a resume. Yeah, no, that was. I mean, I didn't know he. Uh, I didn't know the flipper stuff, and I didn't know the Caddyshack stuff. Um, but yeah, Future from the Black Lagoons. I have way too many. He must be. He must be so happy. He must be so happy that we're talking about him. He must be flipping in his grave. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I, anyway. to, I don't think you're allowed to laugh that hard at your own joke. You know? <laughs> yeah, you can, you shouldn't laugh at your own joke. <laughs> I'm going to try, trying to do stand up again, but or, or trying to do stand up for the first time. And if you laugh at yourself, it's not it's not going to be as funny. What are you, Rob? I do what I want. <laughs> no, um, I'm Pete Davidson. Yeah, you're Pete or Jimmy Fallon, or uh, or Adam Sandler no, for a little bit on SNL. Realistically, I would love to be a Jimmy Carr, where he just sits there and just destroys people with uh, comebacks. Especially uh, hecklers. But I digress. Yep. Are they hecklers or are they plants? Might be both. We'll never know. Just saying. Until, until Until someone passes up, we'll never know. We'll never know. Anyway, I'm gonna Brian, write a Rolling Stone like freelance article. I was Jimmy Carr's plant. <laughs> I, I was a ficus. That's what I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the crowd. He told me to laugh and heckle him. That's all and I will he, say. He wiped. He wiped. Uh, he wiped my comeback off. Uh, mom's <laughs> what? <laughs> that's one of. That's one of his jokes. He's what like, did you say? He's like, if you. That's literally one of his jokes. That's one of Jimmy Carr's jokes is, uh, if you want my comeback, you'll have to wipe it off your mom's teeth. Wow. Oh, okay. That's literally one of his jokes. Oh, that, I mean, that, that's actually, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> it's great. But anyway. Okay, but that's kind of, comebacks. Yeah. Speaking of comebacks, Brian. Hey. Let's talk about your recent feature review. Brian's recent feature review. Um, yeah. No, notice how... <laughs> Ours alliterates and his doesn't. I don't know what that means. Please, but please, also notice, notice it's, a, please, it's a title, not a sentence. Notice how we all did our own jingle except Pat. Yeah. No, I did my. So own why jingle. don't you shove it, Pat? <laughs> no, but before did, previously it was, it was Brian and I harmonizing for like we had an hour and a half. We were in the studio. Yep. Trying to get it right. Yep. You kept hitting us. Yep. I feel like you know. Hey, hey someone's got to beat the masses. Someone's got to beat like, him. Like, I turn. Oh, wow. Trying to get us the right note. <laughs> Someone's got to beat him. Just saying. Anyway, Brian. Uh, yeah, so think? so I saw the movie, or the, the quote-unquote horror movie, uh, Megan, about the little, like, the AI-enhanced, like, life-size doll that befriends a little girl or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't scary. <laughs> That's just it. It wasn't scary. I like this. I I, I like this now. <laughs> it's just like two words. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. This movie is it? great. <laughs> kind of forever. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> just it was fine. Just it was, okay. It was this fine. might be my new right, segment. <laughs> All right. Anyway. 
Uh, <laughs> so now we're moving on to the round table. Let's talk about our episodes that we picked from last week. As you guys know, the Oscars are coming up March 12, uh, 2023, for those of you keeping track of dates. And we're excited. We we at We're Going Streaming love the Oscars. You know, we skip there. Sorry. As as you can tell, Matt knows the words to hooray with. Um, but that being said, the Oscars are a fun time to celebrate movies and, you know, send all that jazz, and especially during the golden age. Yay. So, you know, can I get, can I get a yay? Yay. Yay. The golden yeah, age. Yeah, all right. All right. All right. That's, Are we going back in time? But uh, anyway, I think so. I think we should go back in time. You know, really, really see the golden okay. age of cinema. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Back when different back, back when John Wayne was yelling at Native Americans behind the curtains. <laughs> back, back, back when John Wayne was thinking, uh, you know, the people should play the right parts. People, people should be playing the right parts, even though the parts are demeaning and racist in today's context. Or back in the day. When the actors weren't children of actors or children of directors. <laughs> Which we'd have to go way, way back, honestly, though. You know, as long Nepotism runs Hollywood. Hey, don't you make fun of them Nepo babies. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so why don't we start with, because Matt bitched about how I picked Brian first. Let's do Matt. Oh, shit. Matt, let's talk about... The Banshees of Inisherin. All right. Well, the Banshees of Inisherin takes place on the uh, fictional island of Inisherin, just off the mainland of Ireland. Ireland. Um, stars Brendan Gleeson as Calm, <laughs> and um, Colin Farrell as pa- oh, uh, Padraig. I'm. <laughs> But they kept saying like, Padre. Pa- yeah, it's Padraig. Like pa- <clears throat> Padraig. Or, uh, I mean, maybe um, Padraig. I think it was Padraig. I think it's Pa. Patty. Um, P A D Y. We'll shorten it up. There we go. Popa. Uh, um. Friends. Uh, they've been buddies. Let's go to the same pub, you know, every day around what two o'clock or, or um, and then <laughs> so you know they're they're friends for a while and and uh, playing by Brendan Gleeson doesn't want to be friends with them, doesn't want to drink with them, doesn't want to be around them. Uh, Patrick's kind of taken aback by that. Find out why. Did he say something to him when he was drunk? Did he say it? Was he, you know? Um, so, Pedrick's sister, Shaban, finally goes up. Shaban played brilliantly by um, Carrie Condon, who's also nominated for Supporting Actress, as Colin Farrell is nominated for uh, Best Actor, and Brendan Gleeson is nominated for Supporting Actor. Um, but she's asking him why, why he's not... Uh, Why he's not, um, 
friends with him, she's, she was asking him, and he, he finally boils down and says he's dull. Says Colin Farrell's character is dull. Um, so they go back and forth, and they're trying to, Colin Farrell's trying to like recon, reconcile things, and or find out why Brendan Gleeson's character doesn't want him. He starts drinking with another guy, younger guy, about 29, Dominic, who's played by uh, Barry Keegan. Um, and he starts drinking with him, and Barry Keegan's going, who cares, like, you guys are acting like children, like, he wants to be, basically, he wants to be Colin Farrell's best friend. Um, and he's saying, why are you, why are you concerned with Brendan Gleeson's character, or Colm, and, and trying to be, you know, his friend still, when he just wants nothing to do with you? So, it comes to a, a point where, um, Patrick keeps bothering him, and Colm says, okay, you talk to me more. If you talk to me one more time, I'm going to cut off my finger on my left hand, which is my fiddle playing hand. So he goes, okay, he's bluffing, he's bluffing. And then Dominic, Barry Keegan's character, says, well, why don't you call him out on his bluff and, and go in. So, um, so he calls him out on his bluff. And sure enough, um, Calm cuts off his finger <laughs> and presents it to, uh, to Patrick. That's fucking awesome. And then uh, this goes back and forth, and on and on. And it's funny. It's depressing. It's what the Irish do well. Um, Dark comedy. And then, uh, yeah, eventually, spoiler alert, um, Colm ends up cutting off his fingers, throwing them at the door. Um, Patrick's um, donkey ends up who's his, like his prized possession is his favorite pet and ends up uh, eating the and then comes to the bar and goes you know what to get leave your dog in the house I'm gonna light your house on fire about the same time that they usually uh, you know would go to the pub so he lights it on fire and calms inside Stays inside. And, uh... Sorry, Pat, do you have something to add? No. What? This is your way for you to finish. That's all. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you could be like, shut up, like you were ready to say something. Um, but yeah, the donkey died. Uh, Better lit his, his house on fire. Um, Calm's just sitting inside there. We find out later on... Oh, he writes a letter to his, his sister who had since left and went to the mainland and was living pretty well from her letters. And he was saying how, uh, oh, just, you know, <clears throat> he can't leave, the, you know, the, the island and and things have been the same, whatever. And he's, uh, so he lights his, his house on fire and Combs stays in there as far as we know. And then we come to find out that he looks like he threw a chair out and he's sitting on the beach. And they come together, and Patrick's there, and he returns the dog. And um, he says one thing that, uh, or well, one of the quotes that I pulled out. And uh, so they're talking about um, Brendan Gleeson's character says, "Oh, I, you know, you burned my house down. I guess we're even." Callan Farrell says, "Had you stayed in the house, we'd be even. Yeah. Basically, had you died, we'd be yeah. even." And then uh, the, the civil war that was going on in the mainland, and how they didn't hear—you know—they were using, they were hearing cannons and, and gunfire throughout. And then all of a sudden, it was quiet. 
on the Western Front. Oh, boy. And, uh... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so there's, I guess, and then, well, you know, one right, thing, so what there's, but there's, uh, yes, yeah, things been on from, and he goes, and that's a good thing. And, uh, which I thought was, you know, it was good. I, I, this is, I had this second viewing of the movie, um, to watch it again. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was it actually took place in 1923, started on April 21st, or I mean April 1st, which is what, there's a point where Colin Farrell's character flips the calendar and thinks it's an April Fool's joke, it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think th- my biggest question was, well, everybody wants to know, well, what what, did, what was this all about? And I thought, to me, when I first viewed it, I thought it personified like the Irish Civil War that happened, there was a lot of infighting. You know, and it was like they they even mentioned it throughout. Like, I think Colin Farrell's character hears the cannons and he goes, "Good luck to you, whatever you're fighting over." Like nobody really understands. And right. even there's one scene where the cop is talking about how he's he's going over the mainland to uh, to check out an execution or to to work on it. And he goes, "I don't know the IRA. Someone's the IRA. They're, they're hanging someone from the IRA." Or maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so that's how I thought it. Because it's like nobody knew why they were fighting. It's like, you know, and um, and then they, they, all the infighting causes them both to kind of lose. You know, Calm cuts <laughs> off his fingers. He loses his ability mm-hmm. to play the fiddle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Colin Farrell's character loses, you know, his chance at a better life to join his sister, Siobhan, in, on the mainland where she was apparently thriving. And she wanted nothing to do with it. I, um. So yeah, and then the, the other—I mean—that's what I took out of it. Of course, everybody has their own take on it, which is you know, yeah, that's free. Um, why he was cutting his fingers off? Because like, what was that about? And I, I kind of—I had to look that up. And somebody said that the taking the they, the way they took it is he needed some somebody to blame for uh, like taking the pressure off because he wanted to be a musician. <clears throat> so when he oh is my friend you know he caused me yeah, so I'm gonna cut my fingers off to take the pressure off trying to be a musician a fiddler and like make his own music and, and whatnot and then uh, Brendan Gleeson said in an interview that uh, Martin McDonough the guy that wrote and directed the movie um, had told him that it was a uh, he said there was really no meaning behind it but he said there's a nightmare that most writers get where they lose all their appendages so they can't express themselves as they normally would same with like musicians like piano players they dream that dreamt that they lost fingertips or whatever you know stuff that you know that helps them their their themselves. yeah they're yeah yeah, <clears throat> yeah exactly yeah so um i mean that's yeah that's what i took out of it i'll do i guess i'll do my rating my three word and then i'll pass it to these guys um, I gave it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It's mm-hmm. it's depressing. It's funny, as I nuggets. mentioned before. Oh four yeah, five nuggets. That's right. Very, Golden yeah, nuggets. four out of five nuggets. That's Golden right. Nuggets. We're, that's we're switching thing. it. Yeah. Um, I thought the acting was brilliant. Um, Colin Farrell is great. Brendan Gleeson's always good. Um, the Barry Keegan surprised me. 
I've only seen him in like a few other roles, very limited. And then that Carrie Condon, who I really didn't hear much about uh, playing Shaban, the sister, she was she was great. excellent. She is, and that's why that's why they're all nominated. Yeah. Oh, uh, three word review was uh, why are they rowing? Because I kept asking why they're rowing, which I guess <laughs> which means fighting. Yeah. yeah that's so good. that's yeah, that's all I have to do. Yeah, as far as I yeah, sorry I was all over the place, but. No, so I, I. Oh, you're good. I'm, I'm, I'll go next. That's cool, Pat. Yeah, that's fine. Um, no, so I agree with most of it. I definitely, yeah, Carrie Connor was fantastic. I think she delivers my favorite line in the whole, in the whole movie when, after Colm cuts off his first finger, and Patrick still goes back to the pub <laughs> to like wait for him, and she just like comes storming in, and she just looks at him, and she goes, "What are you doing, Patrick?" <laughs> <laughs> Like, get it through your thick fucking simple skull. Right. Like, this dude's going to cut off all his goddamn fingers if you leave him alone. Although, fuck him. Brandon Gleason was an a-hole in this movie. I mean, his character. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and I get... I, and I, I've, I've read... I've also looked up and read some of the ties to the Civil War, which kind of... I guess, I guess the point would be, which is stupid, and we can say this because, you know, this is all of our motherlands, but... um. Like, the Irish were fucking idiots that, like, literally right after they... Well, I guess Americans did it, too, that not long after they fought for their own independence, they fought each other on, like, a classist right, yeah. level. And that's what it was, I guess. Like, I guess, like, the the IRA were looked down on from, like, the... It was, like, over a tr- it was over the treaty, right? Like, over, like, basically, like, we're independent now, but now we want to join the quote-unquote version of, like, the EU at the time or, like, be part of Britain still or something like that. And so half of them justly were like, what the fuck? We just fought our freedom from these a-holes. Why would we be like friends, you know, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you friendly. Know, yeah. Yeah. Geopolitical friends with them or whatever. And uh, I think that's, I think that's, I guess that would be the tie in is that, you know, Colm represented a, a class of Irish that considered themselves better than the other class. You know, the guys that yeah. were fucking putting bombs in people's cars. Um, what they call that? But, uh. And then uh, car bombs. Yeah, they were called Irish car bombs. You son of a bitch. That's what I was going for. Um, Pat. <laughs> um, you know, Pat's still longer going to me. The Southside. Just to interject real quick. Yeah. Just to just interject real quick. I got a great story from when I was actually in Ireland. Oh, um, yeah, perfect. Uh, so there were, when I went, there were two class trips. I went. There was the business class, which I was part of, and then there was the. Uh, and then there was the uh, what you call it, the uh, choir class. So it's Protestants and Catholics. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> he said the, the, the Calms <laughs> and the uh, the Patricks. Um, the business class, you know, at least had some smarts and knew when to just shut their mouths and not say stupid shit. Uh, the choir class, not so much. And this is one of my fraternity brothers that went and did this dumb shit. He walked into a pub with a couple of them and then orders an Irish car bomb. Like an idiot. The bartender just looks at him for a second. I know he should know those are just called car bombs over there. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, well, the bartender just stares at him for a minute and pulls out two shot glasses, fills it up with Everclear, lights them on fire, and he goes like the Twin Towers. That's all he says. Looks at him for a minute, watches that it dawns on them, and then they go like. We got it. And then they give him a nice 
they throw a little cash down for pouring out the shots for them, and they left because they're like, "All right, we got it." Goddamn Irish wit. Fortunately, fortunately <laughs> caught. Fortunately caught on, but they were like, "But he's telling me the story later." And I'm like, "Why the fuck would you ask for an Irish car bomb in a fucking Irish pub in right. Ireland, you moron? Yeah. What's wrong with you?" And he's just Jesus. like, "Jesus." He's like, "He's like, I didn't think about it." It's just like, "Yeah, no shit, Sherlock." I'm sure it's not the no first time it's happened. That's why that bartender was ready. Yeah, that bartender was so. Pretty. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, that was, that was my little story. Yeah, uh, let's see. I, yeah, I mean, Matt, you fucking nailed it all. I mean, um, I, I thought gra- I thought the the makeup of the severed fingers was really good too. Um, mm-hmm. the part where he just like I lo- I love when like Colin, uh, Colin Farrell and his sister are just like walking down the road and Colm just passes them and you're just kind of like okay, and he's just walking up to um Patrick's house to just throw his fucking severed fingers <laughs> at the door. <laughs> What's so good about it is it takes you like a minute. Like he he goes up there and he's like, and you're like, what is happening? You're like, oh my god, those are all the rest of his fingers. Um, this is the spoiler part of the episode. <laughs> Don't forget. But um, right. which is great. And then it's just yeah, it was just it was completely out of nowhere. It, you know, it's a it was a great film. Um, great acting, which is like you said, every single fucking actor is nominated in this movie. Um. You know, and obviously McDonough's nominated, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah, director. Yeah, that's testament to all that, too. Yeah, original screenplay screenplay for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's just a great great dark comedy. Yeah, one specific bone to pick that they weren't nominated for. Uh, Who's that? Oh, cinematography. Fucking nonsense. Nonsense. I was literally listening to uh, one of my other favorite podcasts. Like going back and listening to them talk about banshees, and literally they were talking about like when they were talking about banshees, they're like, "Oh, maybe a nomination for that or this, definitely cinematography, and then this or that." And I was like, "God, damn yeah, it is shocking." It. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm telling you, the cinematography category is a fucking clean sweep this year because of the the nominees, and we'll get into. I guess we can get into a little bit when we talk Oscars, or maybe. Yeah, we'll get into it Honestly, this time. I didn't even look at the, the cinematography who's nominated. It's like Tar and Bardo. Is All Quiet? And like, All Quiet is. All Quiet's the front runner, I think, based okay, yeah, on the other I, nominees. But I think yeah, Fablemans. We'll talk about that later. Well, Fablemans is in there because that's, isn't that, fuck, I don't know. Uh, Spielberg. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it was Janusz. And then whatever movie Roger Deakins did this year, too, he's nominated, of course. Is, but Isn't uh, Everything is Everywhere the Empire of the Sun? I think he did Empire of the Sun or something like that. What? I love everything at once is not. Cinematography? Not for cinematography. Yeah, I thought they were. Uh, no. Okay. I could be wrong, but I, I don't think so. Great, right, I got it. Another for 11. Up. Keep going. But yeah, okay, oh, cinematography. So, so I got the nominees. Sorry, go. Brian. Go. I got uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. uh, Bardo, False yep. uh, Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis. Elvis, oh, that's wow. right. That's right. Empire of Light. Empire of Light. Oh, which I still haven't seen. That's Roger Deakins. That's Deakins. Yeah. And then and then Tar. And then Tar. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah, I feel like. Ugh, I guess. I think I just. I think. I don't like Baz Luhrmann stuff, so I, I shouldn't say. Well, and, and that movie's like a. That movie's more about editing than it is like. There's yeah. so many cuts and like. There's really not. A, I mean, there's there wasn't. I, I don't remember watching. I mean, Elvis is like a visual thing, which I guess is kind of the same category. Like, I realized like. Going back and rewatching the movie 1917, and they, which Roger Deakins won the Oscar for, yeah, uh-huh. of course, there's that like amazing Warner, which is probably the main reason. But right. I was also looking at the lighting, and I guess that factors into cinematography category. And I was like, okay, 
So if you do some really interesting stuff with lighting, like that's oh, pretty so cool. I guess that that but, explains the Elvis thing. Like maybe is what I'm trying to argue for that, but but then okay. but then go to all quiet. The lighting is fucking astonishing. Like in some of those scenes, oh, yeah. like it looks like a goddamn graphic novel sometimes. Yeah, like yeah. Was ba- was Bardo? That was in in Inner- Inarutu. Inarutu, yeah. Which yeah, I, I okay. haven't seen that. I heard it's like a, just a big self flagellation like kind of film. That's, yeah, I think that's what I was excited about it. Then I think that's what you said. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, ah, it's, a, hold it's a movie so, written by a guy uh, who gives himself a vigorous hand job. Um. <laughs> so, Brian, so Brian, what's your uh, three? What's your three word in your oh. uh, rating? So, uh, so I'm I I gave it three and a half. I, I almost okay. went for it. I gave it three and a half. Just I don't know how rewatchable. Well, which is funny actually because right, yeah, yeah, yeah. my three. Well, I actually I take that back because I've decided my three word review is new holiday tradition. I'm gonna watch this every year on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> All right, <laughs> interesting. Just for the hell of it. That's a, that's and that's that enough holiday movies for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, we'll watch Dairy Girls and then you can watch this. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. that show's hilarious. Or maybe um, watch a little bit of that. What's the What's the um, Jeff Bridges, um, Tommy Lee Jones, like, Ba movie where they're, like, all Irish or whatever? What's Blown Away or something? Remember that? From, like, the 90s or... Remember that? Know. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. I, like, oh, I, yes. Tommy Lee Jones was, like, ex-IRA. And I think so is Bridges. But Bridges is, like, a cop now. And Tommy Lee Jones is, like, this, like, anarchist, like, bombist, essentially, or something like that, and Jeff Bridges has to catch him or whatever, but they're both, like, ex-IRA or something, so it's just no full shit. of, like, Irish. No, I've yeah. never heard that movie. Yeah, I think it's blown away. I think it's blown okay. away. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to watch that movie. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll squeeze it in. We'll, we'll, we'll do, do a theme I- episode uh, where it's, yes. it's everything that Brian has mentioned. We all have to watch <laughs> at least <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say just an Irish heritage episode. <laughs> oh, that one too. <laughs> oh, that would actually be fun, an Irish heritage episode. Where, where at least oh, two main characters have to be like from the motherland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, just, so yeah, that's mine. Just to go over my points real quick. Um, uh-huh. If you guys noticed, that old lady represented death. I don't know if you guys yes, caught that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she, she represented death. Miss McCormack. Uh-huh. Yeah, Miss McCormack. She, she represented death. Because what is it? She uh, she kept following Barry, Barry Keegan. Yeah. Uh, she kept following his character. And, you know, I don't. I'm still trying to figure out what his symbolism was, like what he symbolized. Maybe innocence yeah, or something. Was, I don't know. There was something like off in terms him, of right? the Civil like, War. Yeah, he was like he was like simple. I mean, like he was. Yeah, he was. So I think the I think part of the point of his character was like. Calm considers Podrick the village idiot when actually Barry Barry Kilgan's character is the village. You know Dominic what I mean? Like it, it's kind of it, it's it's like a class <clears throat> thing, I guess, is what they're maybe going for. Yeah. Oh, or maybe it's like Dominic is is to Padraig as kind of Padraig is to Colm. Right, right. Yeah. But Padraig doesn't see it that way. I don't know. But Padraig, right. but Padraig's nicer, I, I guess. Yeah. So he's not going to treat. Yeah, he never treat Dominic like that. Nobody remembers yeah. nice. Exactly. No, <laughs> no they just remember idiots. Yep. Um, no, most, no, what is it? Was a then also, the movie. then also, like my final, my final point was if you, if you guys remember the scene where, with the father, where he goes, uh, the father goes, you still have, uh, you still have the the downs or, or lows or whatever. The despair. despair. Yeah. yeah. Depression. Yeah, it's the depression. So it just kind of leads back into. You guys, the points of you know, he wanted to be this famous musician, 
They wanted to be this big musician. He didn't want apparently she didn't want his life to be meaningless. That's probably yes. the reason why he you know, so he sat there and tried to write the song and then you know Try to write his masterpiece. Out. Yeah. Blame Podrick for sitting there and screwing him up. Wait, was it reality? It was also he, wasn't he dying? I thought he tells him he's like dying at one point. Wasn't that part of it? I don't it? think so. Wasn't no, no he was asking if he was dying. He was asking if he was dying. Yeah, That's why he didn't want to be friends. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know what's funny is I, re- I, this was my recommendation, and I actually ended up slicing my finger. That's <laughs> 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 so true. Like a week ago. So um, I got to be careful about my next recommendation. <laughs> wow, method. You're so method, Jesus, bro. Method. Man. I know. Sorry. What have uh, you guys done for your movies, huh? Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm German. I mean, I had a- I know I stroked it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so my rating was Pat's, been, Pat's visited multiple universes. <laughs> uh, Pat's, God, I Pat, wish. Pat's, Pat's shoved a. <laughs> Pat, how many awards? How many trophies do you have in your room? <laughs> Too many. Too many. Oh, um, I want to talk. <laughs> I want to talk extensively about that moment oh, in the movie God, when we get there. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll we'll get there. Um, yeah, but that was foreshadowed. My, my final, Hard. my rating on uh, Banshees was three point five out of five. Yeah. Um, and my three review is row row row. Oh, you guys were <laughs> oh. kind of the same. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you. I want Banshees. Um, I want to nominate Banshees as like our first. Um, <clears throat> like, oh no, did we do? No, we did a review, but I think Banshees should be our first. Um, like live, what do they call it? Like when you watch the movie and we record, like while we watch it, and then people can listen to it and watch it. You know what I'm talking about? What do they call a live it? stream? Live stream, kind of not, but it wouldn't be live. We would record simulcast. It. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. Or like a Maybe? like a commentary, like we would do our own commentary, our own DVD commentary. Does that so make like sense? a mystery science theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'm banshees. That would be fun. <laughs> banshees would be good because I feel like we would just do a bunch of like Irish bullshit. Oh yeah, I, I was doing the Irish accent, like my attempt at an Irish oh, God, accent. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are you? It was so, it was you so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my, my my brother worked at a God. he worked at a a place. Um, they do banquets and stuff, but they're associated with the Irish. And they have a bar, and a lot of the uh, the people from Ireland would come over and work there, just to move to the states or whatever. And I was, uh, we were out with some girls he had worked with that were from Ireland, and um, and I was just like the whole time I'm just studying what they're saying and how to perfect the Irish accent because <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, okay, so you sound American except for certain words like like four. Or like forty five. It's like certain. There's certain things, that, and then also to go 45. along with the, to, to piggyback off Pat's uh, car, car bomb incident, I was trying to order those at the bar, at a certain bar, an Irish bar in Tinley Park. I don't want to <laughs> name names, but I um, yeah, I was gonna say the Tossers have a song about it. But I went up there and I was like, I'd like to order that drink where, I said, I don't want to say it, but there's Jameson, there's Bailey's, and it's dropped in the Guinness. And I was like, I don't want to say it, you know, because, and I was like pointing to the girls behind me. And, uh-huh. and she goes, oh, the bartender goes loudly. Oh, you mean an Irish car bomb? I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh. 
Luckily, they weren't paying attention enough, and I, I don't, I don't. I mean, they were young enough that I don't think it, it bothered them as much as yeah. someone that, you know more more so lived. Did you through, like the troubles or? Did you grab? Did you grab the bartender and go? Who let this IRA motherfucker into this bar? <laughs> <laughs> no, I cut her finger off. No. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. All right, uh, great Brian. film. Yeah. Oh yeah, me. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about all. All's, uh, all's quiet on the From the Irish front. to the Germans. <laughs> From oh. the Irish to the Germans. Oh, this is a, From one extreme to the next. It's like my, my nationality. We're kind, of tra- we're kind of traveling around the world with our picks this year, yeah. this, uh, this time. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Yeah. Oh, ooh. Look at how diverse we are. Um, I know, right? Yeah, Irish and Germans, just a bunch of white people. But anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, different I'm races, not. though, I've been told. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my um my pick for this week is um Racist. all quiet on the Western Front. This is a this is the 2022 remake of a 1928 novel. I want to say 28, 29, 1930, um, yeah, and then a, and then a 1930 movie, movie, movie um, original right. film, um, which was which is fucking shown in film schools um around the world. Um, so obviously a lot to live up to. Um, so this tells the story of four young men who are, you know, propagandized into the war. Um, not that much has changed, but um, um, uh, for World War One, and uh, you know, they're immediately sent to the front lines where they experience very immediately the um, harsh casualties and just horror of um, you know, frontline warfare, um, that kind of thing. And uh, so the the 1930 movie, um, like I said, is based off uh, <clears throat> um, the book from 1928, and the 1930 movie is just highly acclaimed for several reasons. Um, it's it's actually it's actually in the Library of Congress. It's uh, they actually officially put it in the Library of Congress. Um, it was also the first movie to ever win Best Picture and Best Director, although. In fairness, it was probably at like the fifth Academy Awards, so it was uh, quite some time ago. But it, w- it was the first to win both. Um, I had the guy's name. And outstanding production too. Oh well, yeah, outstanding production was Best Picture. Um, and uh, it was directed by Lewis Milestone, um, who yeah, he just he loved the book and decided to do an interpretation of it. This is actually so the twenty twenty two version is actually the first interpretation. Um, uh, told by told by a German, like uh, the film, you know, all the filmmakers were German. The director, the writer, the composer, all these guys were German. So it was the first time it was told from their perspective. Um, but it doesn't change anything. It's it's an anti war film. It was an anti war film in 1930. It was immediately banned in Germany after it came out, um, especially when the the Reich started to take over because it was an anti war film, um, and it showed how fucking stupid it was to send 17 million people to die, um, basically basically to kill each other to go back and forth for about 10 feet of land. Um, which is basically what happened on the Western Front um, of World War One, um, along France, right? Probably be what France, yeah. like Eastern border, essentially, and then, yeah. So, and that literally wasn't what. And when you watch the film, it's clear as day that you know because you know there's a part in the film where the the German soldier hangs like the picture, and then he's like, "Oh, are you jealous of the picture or whatever?" Blah blah blah. And then you know, after several days and weeks of just hundreds of thousands of people dying and fighting. Um, you find the 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 lead character um, bomber uh, Paul bomber um, he fights his way back into a trench that you believe is on the French side and there's that picture so 
these guys were literally fighting back and forth over, like I said, a football field's worth of fucking land, just killing each other back and forth and taking trenches, taking the same trenches. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a great interpretation. Yeah, this is definitely. I heard someone describe this uh, this filmmaker um, whose name is Edward Berger as kind of the um, you know the natural causality of filmmakers like Denis Villeneuve, where they add a very you know the color of the film is very significant you know along with the cinematography and the lighting the music isn't typical you know this isn't this isn't scored to like some nine you know some 1930s fucking like you know orchestra type bullshit it's it's music that you know it kind of challenges the scene itself um which i thought was really good and it's nominated for best score it's nominated for cinematography which i i would assume is a clean sweep in both categories um but you know i don't want to give away my picks <laughs> but uh and uh yeah you know you follow the main character paul bomber who's you know one of about what was it four or five friends that enlist um and yeah it's it's a very graphic film and it's intentional like i said it's an anti-war film that's what they were going for um yeah you know the the most well-known person in this movie is daniel Bruhl, who um most famously now is uh baron zemo in the mcu um you know, he kind of plays one of those propagandizers. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> An alienist. Um, he plays one of those propagandizers that kind of helps, you know, get this going. And then, you know, in the story itself, seems to regret his role in it. But I don't know how true that is to real life. Um, I don't know. I mean, I have some more thoughts, which we could discuss after you guys kind of talk about the movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I you know, a couple of scenes that really stood out to me, um, obviously towards the end, the tanks, which were a game changer in World War One, And then obviously, you know, uh, air warfare was like probably a game changer in World War Two. You know, just just these little technological advancements in each war. But uh, and then I, I love the scene when they towards the end, when they take over the fr- the bunker, you know, the enemy bunker and they're like running through finding soldiers to kill. And so they could like get it all cleaned out and take it over and stuff. And they stumble pro- across like the mess hall of that bunker. And they all just start eating like crazy, <laughs> like in the middle of like, you just ran through a trench, killed two guys, walked into a room where there's a ton of food and probably a ton of enemy soldiers like through the next door. And you're like, fuck it, I got to eat. And they just start eating everything in that room because, you know, they're fucking starving out there. You know, they were, yeah, there were pawns in a, in a, you know, rich oligarch assholes game of chess. Um so yeah, I'm gonna let you guys talk, and then I'd like to do a little war talk. But uh, my three-word review is uh, technically a social distortion quote. Um, a better way. There's got to be a better way. Um, my original three-word review was "war is stupid," but there, there's got there's as social distortion said, there's got to be a better way. Take away, take away this mm-hmm. ball and chain. Um, but uh, yeah, I gave it. I gave it. Uh, I gave it three and a half. I went three and a half on this one again. I thought it was right up there, Oscar caliber level with uh, Banshees. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, I, um, yeah, kind of going off your. You know, I like the juxtaposition of the uh, how they had the. Uh, they showed them in the trenches, all muddied up and everything, and they showed the generals talking, and they had the wine, and they had the steak, and they had the, like the nice dinners. And they're talking about, oh, what are we going to do next? And the one guy is saying, well, I was, you know, my dad was a, a soldier and I'm going to be a soldier. And he ends up being the, uh, he looks like, it's the general that looks like Egg, was an Eggman from uh, um, Sonic, like the bad guy. 
where, you know, when they signed the treaty or the armistice, and he's like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna attack. Like we got, we got fifteen minutes left, and we're gonna attack. And uh, yeah, that guy was just he was just an asshole. Um, but to go back, yeah, it was a well made war film. Very uh, conflicted feeling watching it. You know, knowing what I know now. Um, all about nationalism. Like the guys, the kids, they were ready to sign up. Like even Paul, the main character, had to forge his yeah. dad's signature to sign up when he was seventeen years old. I don't want to be left behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, I there were some characters that I liked. I mean, I was watching the dub version. Like, uh, was Kaczynski catch? He was great. I thought he could have been played by Tom Hardy. He looked like a Tom Hardy type. Um, and I knew exactly. I mean, this was a movie that was very. It showed the bad of war from like the very beginning. Um, Cause it w- the first guy was Heinrich and he, he goes, okay, you can. And I thought this was the main character, you know, at the beginning. Cause I didn't, you know, I, I, I had watched the, the old black and white film and like history class back in the day. Didn't know much about it. Um, but seeing like the beginning, I thought the Heinrich guy was the main character and then him running and him running and, and all you see all the the guys getting shot in front of him, and then he goes in with the axe, and then and then next thing you see, he's getting stripped of his coat. The boots are getting tossed. He's getting placed in a coffin. They're putting the lie on it or whatever, and then um, they're bringing the, the they're washing the coats, and they're restitching it. And then uh, Paul gets his coat, and then it has the Heinrich name on. And the guy goes, "Oh, that must have been for the wrong guy." And he rips it off, and it's like that. That really showed, like how, just you know, you know, if you're not wealthy, you're kind of a pawn in the game, like you know, the game of war. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was really well made. As I said, um, I think the scene that really struck me was the uh, when he's in the trenches and they're running from the they're running from the tanks, and I think the French are the the flamethrowers. And he's in that trench, and he sees what he thinks is a French guy, and he start and he kills him. He like he stabs him like seven times or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's laying. And the guy's still yeah. gargling, and he and he's shoving mud in his face. He goes, "Shut up! Shut up! Shut up!" And then he he rolls away, and then he looks at him, and he goes, "Oh shit!" And I thought that was Kaczynski the whole time. Like he, I, I like he thought that he. To me, it, it seemed like he was just so. Oh, disoriented, lost, and everything. Oh. Yeah, that he thought he had stabbed one of oh. his. So that's why I thought he was so elated to see Kaczynski like okay. later on, like the next scene or whatever. Oh, okay. That's not but it might have it, it might have been just like just war, and he just realized, oh my god, I just stabbed some guy. Right, like He's his humanity. Alive. I felt like yeah, his, yeah, because okay. he cuts he cuts open. And he goes, I thought he he saw it as one of his friends. Oh, um, okay. I mean, that was me. But either way, either way that. I mean, well, I, I thought that know. the best. I, what I liked about that scene was like after he like kills that like French guy or whatever, like mm-hmm. literally what the orders to like stand down. They made peace is like what five seconds after that or something like that. Yeah. So I thought that was even more like a profound moment where he he realizes I I've lost my humanity. I just fucking murdered this guy, mm-hmm. and then like two seconds later, it's like. Everyone stop fighting. We've reached some sort of agreement. I'm like, oh, God. Reminds but me of the end of didn't. Mist. Well, they, they reached an agreement. 
Well, it was like a the, yeah, the ceasefire, but then it wasn't completely done until yeah, November eleventh, the eleventh yeah. hour, eleventh day, eleventh month. Yeah, and then uh, and then that like that stupid Eggman general just was like, hey, no, let's keep going. Oh, As he's yeah. sitting up there drinking his fucking wine, eating his, you know, which is, I mean, that's war, really. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't want to, <laughs> I took up a lot of time. But I'm going to give it a, I gave it a four out of five also, because I got to go on, on par with Banshees. Um, and my three-word review was not as good as Brian's, but I put Paul loses all. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he lost all his friends. And he lost the friends he made during the war, and he just well, and he ultimately lost his life. Spoiler alert. Yeah, no one comes but, uh, out. Yeah, no one comes out of this. Yeah, no one. <laughs> right, no one comes out unharmed except for the rich. Yeah, yeah. Really, I mean, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you guys know. I mean, obviously, we know about the 1930 film. You guys know there was a version filmed in 1979. Yeah, it was a TV no. movie. Yeah, or a and, TV I mean, miniseries or something like that. Yeah, and and I do find it interesting that all three, all three have, are even though they're the same, they're different. They're all like just different enough from each other where they could be considered three different films. I'll, you know what? Honestly, it'd be it would have been a fun episode to sit there and be like, we're gonna compare all three remakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or. Get, just review all three versions and yeah. sit there and compare notes. Um, I heard the TV one was good. It won an Emmy for like best limited series or TV movie or something like that. You know, and but and I mean that's the thing. You know, it's even even today it's still got very relevant points, mm-hmm. even though it's from a hundred years ago. It, well, not mm-hmm. hundred. actually, you know, almost, almost. hundred years ago. The original version, almost hundred years ago. Yeah. You know, so it's like, wow. you know. This movie is just incredibly interesting, and I appreciate the added scenes of how the armistice uh, came about and stuff. Um, Daniel Brohl was great. I mean, all, everyone was great. Mm-hmm. Everyone was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie as a whole was brutal. It's, it's graphic. Brutal. It's, it's supposed to be. It's brutal. It's graphic. And, you know, it makes you feel to, just to kind of start leading into our war discussion um you know it brings up the parallels between the russian russian ukraine war right now and yeah it's very very prescient yep it's a it's a very unnecessary war but you can't blame the ukrainians for sitting there wanting to fight and keep their land well yeah they were attacked i mean that's the people and they were attacked yeah Yeah. exactly they were attacked they were they're not the aggressors in this it was Mm -hmm. all russia and anyone who says otherwise is, quite frankly, a dumb piece of shit. Yeah. And, you know, and it's the same thing with those that are like, they're just so anti-war. They're just like, just give them what they want. No. No, you don't appease. You don't appease. Because that's how we got World War Two. Mm-hmm. You don't do fucking appeasement. You don't do that bullshit. Because it sits there and just kind of creates the same problems over and over. It's total defeat or nothing. And that's kind of where kind of where we're at. Um, but before we really lead into it, I'll just do my three word my uh, score. Uh, so I gave it four out of five nuggets. Nice. Four out of five golden nuggets. Nice. Um, and my three word review is: war is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of could... where I went with my first one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna love or hate that one. Um, no, it was good. But anyway, but no. So you know, just war in general. War in general is not good, but you need to be able to 
defend your land, your people, and everything associated with it. You can't not defend it. I mean, if if we were attacked in the U.S. today, we'd be sitting there defending. We'd be defending our homeland. That's exactly what we'd be doing. Well, and, and that's anyone... what that's what like France was doing. Like Germany was the aggressor again. Just just delusions of fucking grandeur from tiny white oligarchs like Mm -hmm. yeah from our boy kaiser yeah exactly i guess my i guess my main question is like if if god is real like what is war like what's what's you know what i mean like what's what's war in the bible like is there's no you know no, exactly. Why does you war know, exist if God exists? I mean, and you can also, I mean, you can literally ask that. You literally ask that same question to God about why children get bone cancer. I mean, bone cancer is fucking awful. To quote uh, Stephen Fry here a little bit, you know, it's like why if you know everyone, if I hear someone sit there and go like it's God's plan, it's like how dare you assume God's plan? Because that's that's heretical. You should not be assuming God's plan. <laughs> it's like. You know, so it's just, I believe... Well, but, but that's, I, I'll, I'll even allow that, I guess, in a weird way, yeah. but the point is, like, if, if if it's God's plan, if the if war is God's plan, then his God, his plan is for someone to destroy someone to get more land? Something like, else, what yeah. are we, like, what? To get resources and shit? I just, the way I I just look... how have we not evolved as a society beyond war? Like, I don't get it. That's the big question, yeah. I mean, like we're still fighting we're over good. land, right? What are we we're, fighting for? Like, could you imagine if I just like went to my neighbor and just like started beating the hell out of him and was like, "I'm taking your house," mm-hmm. like that? Like, as, as a society, we'd be like, "This is completely unacceptable." Why is that not like that on a grander scale? Like, and I know right. I get, I get, like you know the the conflict, like the Palestinian conflict and stuff like that is like, well, that mm-hmm. used to be my land. I'm like, well, it isn't anymore. You know what I mean? Like, let's where do we draw that line? Like, I don't know. I mean, realistically, let's just uh, not dive too deep into it. I yeah, mean, true. If we're gonna st- if we're gonna stick with the if we're gonna stick with the God argument here, I I'm of the opinion that God is re- if God is real, He gave us free will for a reason. However, what we do with that is our choice. He may put in a thing here or there, but past past that, He leaves us to our own devices to figure out what our own end goals are where we have to figure out our own purpose well that we failed yeah exactly as as a whole humanity has evolved but it's failed whatever his vision was we fucking failed right because how much have we involved that there's still wars going on like i mean we have a a book that was out in the 1928 or whatever talking about how war is bad Made into a movie in 1930 that was seen by a you know a good majority of countries, not all countries, but it showed why yeah. war is bad. Yeah. And then but now, now the, but 1979 shows wars, and then a hundred years later, and there's still going to be wars. There's still going to be wars. Yep. But I because there's still going to be money hungry fucking rich fucks like uh, with yeah. Putin that just wants is, they just want to throw their weight around the tiny what? dick, fucking yeah. What if, sorry. What if God didn't <laughs> have an actual no? But what if God didn't have an actual plan? He just kind of went like, "Here you go. Here's free will. You're on your own." Oh, you I'm know? not talking about God. I'm yeah, I'm not talking about specifically. Well, I'm about just saying. I'm like just saying for his plan. His plan, quote unquote. What if his plan was literally just a, "Here you go. Here's free will. Good luck. See you." What, what if God was one of us? 
God's plan. God's plan. Just less slob like one of us. Jesus. Just a slob like one yeah, of I wouldn't us. <laughs> uh, Brian quoting Drake wouldn't have been my uh, on my bingo card <laughs> for today's episode, but <coughs> fucking Drake. Uh, well, so from that, anyway, yeah, great discussion. Let's have fun. Let's, <laughs> that, let's that, talk. Let's that's talk super about super happy <laughs> discussion. <laughs> let's talk about the absurdest comedy drama. Known mm-hmm. as everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this fucking movie. Oh, My wow. God, what what a movie! What a fucking mm. movie! Written and directed by uh, Daniel the Kwan Daniels and the Daniels, Dan Kwan and Daniel I, I'm Schneider or Schneider 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 uh, and produced by the Rooster Brothers. <laughs> it might be, uh, we don't. You know, it. The plot revolves around uh, Evelyn Kwan, Evelyn Kwan Wang, a middle-aged Chinese American woman, who, who, her and her husband uh, Wayne are under audit by the IRS for. Yeah, they they're under audit by the IRS for their laundromat due to some hiccups here or there you know, misusing of business expenses. And she has a poor relationship with her lesbian daughter and a semi-okay relationship with her father, who's also transported from China. Uh, so anyway, so she sits there, realizes her life sucks. Wayne's de- contemplating on divorcing her. Her daughter hates her, doesn't, doesn't want to deal with her, and she doesn't want her daughter to admit to her father that she's a lesbian. Even though her daughter's her daughter's very Americanized, so as the episode goes, as the movie goes on, she uh, they go to the IRS and Wayne all of a sudden changes into someone else. It's uh, Wayne from a different universe. So they're going like, you discovered a way to hop the multiverses or to hop the multiverses, and you're the only one that can save us from what's their face. Yeah, oh, uh, the everything bagel. The, not the everything bagel. Yeah. Uh, Jobu Tupaki. Jobu yeah. Tupaki. Jobu Tupaki. Yeah. Jo- yeah. Which is basically uh, her daughter Joy. It's because she put her through the ringer in the Alphaverse. She put her through Hell in the Alphaverse and turned her in, and broke her so she can just hop into whatever body she wants and whatever multiverse she wants. And she sits there and causes destruction. Essentially, her daughter's having a giant tantrum. Because she wants her mother, but she doesn't want her. She wants her mother to accept her for who she is and love her. And she she's got a, got a nihilist viewpoint, so she creates this everything bagel where she steps in and everything gets destroyed. Like the multiverse is just gone; it's obliterated. Nothing exists anymore. So as as the movie goes on, she's doing all kinds of crazy shit. Learns kung fu. Learns how to you know use grenades, guns. Um, gets there's a whole thing with hot dog fingers that's completely out of the multiverse <laughs> and has a lesbian has that. a lesbian love affair has a lesbian marriage to uh uh Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis Lee. who plays that yeah to who plays the IRS agent uh <laughs> in the movie uh that they're dealing with and the movie the movie is a fucking trip dude the movie the movie is a fucking trip I honestly if the whale 
had the whale been on streaming services, I probably would have reviewed that. But this was this was a wonderful movie. This is a wonderful movie. This was something else entirely. It's up for eleven nominations, and I hope it. I hope it's up in for nomination in eleven categories, and I hope it wins all eleven. I hope it clean sweeps. Um, oh wow! Okay. I definitely give this movie a five out of five. Whoa! You know, because I mean, oh wow! You know, I mean, here's the thing. The movie comes down to it's a relationship between a parent and a child. It comes down to a relationship between a parent and a child. And, you know, it's especially coming from a culture that, you know, as three white guys, we don't know. We're not familiar with. It's Asian. Asian American culture is its own weird thing on top of Asian culture, on top of it being overbearing on top of Asian American culture. So it's just an interesting perspective that we as white white males don't see <laughs> especially for young queer asian women yeah but we're allies uh, i mean we're we're 100% <laughs> allies but well brian and i are we we know what you said about <laughs> drag queen community <sighs> anyway no um <coughs> but yeah so i give this 5 5 out of 5 nuggets it, it again, it's just an interesting perspective that even though it's comedy and it's drama and it's absurdist and it's in, it's absolutely insane. By the way, James Wong, fantastic. I need to make a note about James Wong before I continue any further. Uh, he <laughs> uh, he's got over nine hundred uh, film credits, I believe. I believe awesome. that's if that's correct. What's your and favorite? Trouble Little China. Yes, I was just gonna yeah, say. Dude, Low pan, baby. Low pan. Chinese restaurant episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Seinfeld Party 4. That was him. Yep. But he's the most prolific actor in all of Hollywood. Yes. Due to the amount of. Agreed. Due to the amount of sheer movie credits. He gave a a speech. Uh, They won, like, you know, Best Ensemble or something like that at, I don't know, BAFTA, whoever does that shit, or SAG or something. And they they let him talk. And he said the first movie he was ever in was with Clark Gable. It's insane. I believe it's it. He's 90, 93 years old. <laughs> same same age as Rico so Browning. Oh, oh, he was awesome. And he's still going, and he's still going, and, you and he's know what? good, and he's good in it. He's good. Uh, best yeah, scene no, is he's really good. Best scene is when like you know every shit's kind of starting to hit the fan early. Sorry, Pat. I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, uh, you're fine. And then he's just like, "Where's my father? He's fine." And he's just like in the lunchroom eating everyone's like yogurt or something. Like, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and that's the thing. And James James Wong. Honestly, at this point, is a national treasure. Yeah, he's 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 mm-hmm. on. He's like Betty White, but underrated. He's a racial treasure. Just like, too. Oh, what's that? He's a racial treasure too. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, you know, it's like he's in everything. He's in everything that, and people just sit there and go like, oh, everything everywhere, <laughs> everything everywhere at once. Beautiful, so, beautiful. Full circle. I was full thinking circle. it. Um. But anyway, uh. My three-word review is bagels are good. Uh, I think you misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole, that whole, his that whole bagel, review, that, and then ending it with that. But bagels, but bagels brought, the, but the everything bagel brought the family back together. I, if you think about it, as bad as as bad sure. as the everything bagel was. All right, Brian, do you want to go next? <laughs> 
I mean, the the like her her whole point was that if you can have everything on a bagel, then nothing is meaningful. And it's obviously it's like uh, you know I can't think of the right word, but what she's saying is that you know if you can say that this is everything, everything you'd ever want is in this fuck on this fucking bagel. What's the point anymore, right? What's the point? What's the point of living? What's the point of existing? What's the point of going on? You know, <laughs> this bagel is the end, right? Um, so I don't know if the bagel brought them together in that sense. I think, I guess maybe it would be that Michelle Yeoh's like, uh, you know, counter to that was that is the point of living is that you can have everything on a bagel, but uh, I can't believe I'm saying this stuff out loud. But um, this movie's amazing. Um, <laughs> can't believe I'm talking about an everything bagel right now, thanks to this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Pat, you hit it. I mean, those, these are all great points. Um, I just want to shout out some more acting. Like Jamie Lee Curtis, as you kind of mentioned, was just awesome in this. She's nominated for an Oscar. Um, obviously, the daughter was fantastic. Nominated for an Oscar. Um, the, yeah. hot, the Hot Dog Hands universe was <laughs> very oh distracting every uh, time it popped up. But I was can like, I get a uh, separate here again. <laughs> I want a separate film of just Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis in a lesbian relationship with hot dog hands. Where she also, just plays Claire Delune. Amazing. With her, and, feet. Uh, with her feet, yeah. And don't forget and don't forget uh they shoot uh mustard and ketchup out of their fingers as they're uh, Oh yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The most accurate, uh, the, the best was some of the lies. Just, I mean, Michelle Yao's performance in this whole movie is phenomenal. Um, everybody's really good, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. obviously, I want to shout out Kiwi Kwan. Um, you know, who a couple people in my work saw this movie and we like discussed it a few times, and none of them realized that that was short round and data from Goonies and mm-hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark or not uh, Raiders, uh, Temple of Doom. But um, yeah. so just shout out to him and shout out to the Daniels for like getting him and he. His speech at the Oscars is going to be amazing. I think we got a new, uh, actually, a new actually, running. Trend oh, he's already won. <laughs> he's yeah, he's actually. Um, was was Jackie Chan up for that role? I thought somebody. Uh, I heard somebody. Oh, say that. that wouldn't have been too bad, actually. But no, it had been mentioned. But I'm glad. But now I, I feel like that might be racist for me to say that. I can see that. Like, I can hundred percent see that. I can 100% see that because I don't, no, I don't think Kiwi Kwan can, knows, at least I never understood that he knew martial arts. So, But obviously, Michelle Yeoh is an experienced martial artist. She, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I actually, don't know. actually, did you guys know that uh, Kiwi Kwan? Kiwi Kwan uh, Kiwi. Ki, uh, Kiwi. Kiwi Kwan. Uh, he lost his uh, health insurance because he couldn't get any roles after uh, everywhere <laughs> all at once. Like right, So, like, right now? He doesn't yeah, have I, health insurance. I what does that mean? Think he might. Like he didn't have. Jackie any Chan any did roles. turn down the film. Sorry. Oh wow. After he didn't this get movie, any roles after yeah. He didn't any get roles? roles for... This movie just came out. You're talking about from when he was younger, before everything. He didn't have no. health insurance. No, from everything, everywhere at once. Like he did the movie, and then he wasn't getting roles for a while, so he lost his health insurance. What are you talking about? This movie came out like less than a year ago. But they probably but they filmed it. A year, a year before that? A year or two. Yeah. So, so he had lost his health wait. insurance after they finished filming. Hmm. Okay, I'm not following the story, but... Also, he studied Taekwondo. Oh, so he does. Okay. And Sweet. And Tal Ling Tan. Oh, he was trained under Tal Ling Tan. Oh, nice. 
he he learned taekwondo um from philip tan on the set of indiana jones temple of doom oh that's awesome <laughs> and um, tan? I don't know oh he he didn't act and he was inspired to uh by the success of crazy rich asians to return to acting oh okay i do want to say that's also crazy and that same year the daniels began casting for everything everywhere all at once and then jackie chan must have Rejected it, and they they came to him, or he auditioned. Oh, shit. <clears throat> All right, so that is that so is awesome. Shot, I hope he wins, just knowing that. Oh yeah. So they shot the film in January 2020, but it withheld its re- theatrical release for two years until March 2022. Ah, uh, COVID bullshit. COVID pandemic. Ah. And then during a recent interview, Quans <clears throat> said he spent the pandemic at home trying to stay safe, like everybody. But he was so nervous because no other acting offers were coming in since his comeback role and everything everywhere was being held for a release. I was going to say no one saw it. Yeah. Oh, so it had nothing to do he's with like, I was the movie. <clears throat> no. He's like, I was about to lose my health insurance. He's like, so I called my agent. He's like, can you please give me anything? It doesn't matter. It just needs to be, I just need one job to meet the minimum requirements so I can qualify for health insurance for the following year and I could not get one job. Hmm. Sure sure enough, 2021 came and went and I lost my health insurance. Hmm. I bet he's got opportunities now. And then, about to win a fucking after, Oscar. After losing so. his health insurance, he realized the rest of his career and livelihood rested on the strength of everyone, anything, everything, everywhere all at once. And he called the producer on the film, and he's like, "Can you please tell me one thing? Am I good in the movie?" And when the producer questioned why Quan would say, he told the truth. Well, no one wants to hire me. Dude, right, he's so gonna he's there. gonna ball his fucking eyes out when he wins his Oscar. That is quite a story. Well, this was a. Uh... A twenty A two four's first film to cross a hundred million mark, oh. and surpassed Hereditary I mean, as its highest grossing film. Oh man, I was going to say Lighthouse. Okay, I mean A twenty A twenty four is all over the place. Can I do my? Well, they they've they've been hit or miss the past like the past year or two, but Neon's been my 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 kick. But you know, Neon's been doing good. But I, I still like A twenty four. I, I do too. I do too. Yeah. Oh, wait, let me I, t- I, I didn't do my th- I didn't do my three them. word. Uh, oh. So so my three. Well, uh, so star review. I gave this one four. So I put this one above the other two. Um, it's just it's a genre film, man. I mean, this is a lot more fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, the other two. I guess a war film is a genre film, but like the other two are just uh, they're a little more. They're they're definitely more Oscar baity than this. Um, you know. But I mean, which to to kind of counterpoint that it's like. You know, the point of Oscar Beatty, I hate, I hate just plain Oscar Beatty. It's like, why can't we just celebrate the movies for what they are? You know, like, you know, like, it's getting let's better. talk about horror. Let's talk, talk about to the production horror. companies horror is that are never going to be fucking nominated. I mean, Silence of the Lambs was the closest horror ever got to Best Picture nominee. Well, I, or I, may, and maybe I'm Jaws before that, that but. And I'm not saying horror is ever going to be get Best Picture, but it's like, why can't we acknowledge that portion of the film industry, or why can't we acknowledge, you know, some of the shittier Adam Sandler, like, I'm just saying, it's like... Oh, like Hustle? It's, That's a good movie. I mean, yeah, there's, there's <laughs> that, but but it's like, you know, there's just s- certain sections that just ignore, and, you know, you got Bradley Cooper going for Oscar fucking bait every time he films a fucking movie. That's why Oh, just wait for... That fucking... There's certain, there's fucking certain actors that just wait for his next one. a little... No, but there's certain actors that get a little more... Uh, traction behind their movies Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. being one of them yeah I mean that's always been that way right it's, I mean it's I mean, the James Lipton thing and he's way. like the first guy that 
first one that was gradu- that graduated from the actor studio that was on the actor studio or something. They're gonna they're gonna be touting Bradley Cooper. Yeah. He's basically he's gonna get an Oscar. Hollywood, so he's gonna get an Oscar. Yeah, fuck him. Um, I, I mean, you know, he's like the maybe, next Clint Eastwood. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Maybe maybe it's because I like. Yeah, but more of an asshole. Maybe I like when things subvert. Oh, that's tough. Subvert the norm. I'm kidding. Maybe it's because I like when things subvert the norm, and subvert just expectations. All right, can I do my review? Well, I I still haven't done my three word. He keeps interrupting me. Um, Sorry. Okay. (laughs) So shut the fuck up, Pat. Your review is over. So anyway, about the the crazy randomness genre ness of this film, and this film is like, well, and I'm telling you, this is the type of movie. Like I was watching this. Like I think for the second time maybe, and like Brittany was like getting ready for work or something, or something and she was like occasionally watching, it, and she was like, "What the fuck is this? This is super fucking weird." And I looked her right in the eyes, and I was like, "This might win Best Picture, and it has the most nominations." She was like, "What are you? What?" So my three word review is, "Uh, the new Oscars." I mean, this is right, Parasite. I guess are we going to call that the turning point where a film like Parasite was able to win Best Picture? And Parasite does not. Uh, Parasite gets weird, I think and Parasite it's got more. Oscar Beatty than than this. Maybe the end of Parasite is quite fucking um, graphic yeah, and rambunctious. Yep. If you remember the fucking party where they just come out and start killing everybody. Yeah, yeah. But well, that was kind of the argument for Once Upon a well, Time in Hollywood. Well, and that's the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood argument is like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood probably could have won Best Picture if it didn't have the last fifteen minutes where Brad Pitt smashes a chick's face against a fucking fireplace mantle for two minutes. Like, you know, that's well, that wouldn't be Tarantino. Exactly. Well, exactly, and I wouldn't want it yeah. any other way, honestly. But uh, yeah. But um, no, I just, I just going for best picture. Exactly. He he wants screenplay, and then he's good. <laughs> but uh, um, I I just I just want to say, there's a scene where two people are fighting over sitting on a fucking uh uh IRS audit award that basically looks like a pyramid dildo. And <laughs> it's a butt plug. It's a butt it's a, plug. <laughs> it looks like a butt plug. As soon as as soon as that showed up, I was like, "This is going someone's ass." Like I, I saw that. <laughs> oh god. Jamie and, Lee's like, "Oh, I, auditor of the year," and I was like, "Yeah, someone's gonna jump on this." And a young man comes flying over cubicles, pantsless, and lands directly on top of it. And oh. I hope to God that when they do the highlight reels for the Best Picture Oscars, that that is the scene they show <laughs> at the award oh show. Just show this dude just flying and landing. <laughs> I just, uh, when I was talking to one of my coworkers about this, I was like, dude, it's going to win Best Picture and it's going to be bonkers. He's like, you can't, it's too weird. I'm like, dude, there's a scene where a guy jumps onto a dildo. Like, that's going to win Best Picture. Or could, I guess. It's probably, you know three or four horse race every year as it always is but just mm-hmm. astonishing astonishing what time mean, to be alive all right sorry go man it's, it's i'm just saying if this sorry, movie doesn't interrupt <laughs> us again <laughs> i'm sorry okay, if dude, this movie doesn't film. win all of its all of its nominations i will kill someone not, not actually kill someone okay you're it's not gonna not kill gonna 11. anyone all right you think so that was show. okay that was an empty threat um, from Pat <laughs> as usual. Um, watch me. So I watched this movie. Just Pat, sorry, Pat, what, I, not, real quick. Can we mute his mic? <laughs> can we mute that. his fucking mic? Pat, for every I've been award, trying my review, and for the last fifteen minutes, Pat, 
Pat for every award. Well, well, well. Um, Everything Michelle doesn't win. Like, you should cut, cut off. off a finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and, I'm a. Uh, <laughs> and guess what? The eleventh yes. award is your dick. Oh <laughs> no! Eleventh award, you got to jump oh, on one of your on. awards that you won. Yes, yes. Take, <laughs> take all, take all ten fingers, and then yeah, and jump that you won from like okay fifth grade. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the next uh, segment. No, I'm just kidding. Shut the fuck up. No. No. So my... um, And mine's going to be quick. That's what pisses me off. Because like mine's going to be like five minutes. And no, no, let me tell you about... Uh... Finally, got my chance to review. Um, I put... Wow, this was fun. Um, immediately thought the same thing that Brian had mentioned where it was like, this can't be an Oscar-nominated film. This is just—it's just too action-packed. Um, most of the Oscar baits are, you know, kind of depressing or slow-going dramas or whatever. This was funny um, and action-packed, as I said. The cast was fantastic, as as Pat had mentioned. Um, Michelle Yeoh, of course, fantastic. Stephanie Sue, who was the daughter, she was great. Kihi Guan was fantastic uh, kind of goofy father and also playing multiple roles where he's like kind of a badass you know or and or whatever like comparing to uh michelle yo's when she was an actress in this one alternate universe um jamie lee curtis was great as brian had mentioned especially with the hot dog fingers thing that was great um jenny slate um was in this which was Shocking. I didn't expect to see her. Um, funny story is, according to Wikipedia, her original name was Big Nose, but they changed Jesus. it due to Jewish stereotypes. So, uh, so that's bad on the Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. But, you know, but either way, uh, it, uh, it, was a, it was a great movie. A, a friend who's Asian and always says, uh, Every time there's a, there, there's an Asian female lead, it's Michelle Yeoh, and <laughs> here's a movie where Michelle Yeoh, which is it, that's more of a uh, like talking about um oh talking about um Hollywood and how they cast you know Asian American actors, um, but she killed it. Um, I gave it a four and a half out of five, and my three word was every emotion everywhere because I was laughing. <laughs> As I was crying and back and forth, like especially at the end, I was like tear, like my tears are falling out as I was laughing. But that's all I got. That's dope. Good three word. Pat, 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 Pat. All right. Before we move on to our final segment, Oscar drafts, because we can't, we can't not cover the Oscars without doing the Oscar drafts. We want to pan the streams real quick. And our next theme, which was from yours truly, uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little bit about our fears, oh, and man. they're they're definitely irrational. They're irrational fears. They're goofy. oh, mine totally is. Um, <laughs> so we'll we'll start with Brian, considering he's oh. like, oh yeah, mine's mine's <laughs> totally irrational. Okay. So we'll start with Brian. 
So, um, yeah, so we're selecting films, uh, you know, that have some sort of something to do with, like, a personal fear we have. Um, so originally when we first said it, I was like, oh, I got this right away. I'm going to do like my fear of like one of my kids getting taken away. Right. So I was like, oh, right. Taken. So I was, so I was looking at <laughs> taken, but I was trying to find more like child ones <laughs> and there's not a whole lot except like ransom, I guess is like a pretty good one. And there's a few other, like not without my daughters, like Sally field type stuff. But I was like, I don't know. It got kind of thin. Like a lot of the kidnapping movies are like older, you know, they, uh, um, Gee, you wonder why they fell out of popularity. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, um, <laughs> so instead, I decided to go with um, just a fear I've always had, probably from movies, of being buried alive. Ooh, um, ah, just ah, the ah. idea that has always just mortified me. And like, I remember I used to like read stories like, you know, in like high school or junior high or something about like, you know, how back in the day, uh, graves, they used to put like a little bell pole like at the top. So that, like, yeah. if you were, because because they would like mistakenly bury people alive all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone someone just be in a coma and they'd be like, they're dead, put them in the ground. Um, but uh, so you know, to move quickly, I'm gonna go with, uh, and this is available on uh, Pluto TV, Tubi, and I believe Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm gonna go with 2010's Buried, starring Ryan Reynolds. Um, oh, good one. I think a lot of people seen okay. this, maybe, but um, yeah. you know, as I was sifting through movies, like another good one I thought of was The Vanishing, but like. I really wanted I really wanted to do Megan is missing but I don't know if everybody's ready for that. But um um and it's and it wasn't available anywhere. But um but I don't know I went with this one just because the whole movie the whole movie is essentially Ryan Reynolds buried alive in a fucking coffin. So I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." And I remember it being pretty good. Um you know, Rotten Tomatoes score on it is kind of where you expect it to be. Um oh, I didn't do Rotten Tomatoes on our Oscar movies, but uh um yeah, I don't know. I just check it out. I, I mean, it's 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 harrowing. It's 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 definitely an irrational fear that I've always had because it's never going to happen. But uh, yeah, being buried alive, it just I, the amount of times in my lifetime that I've thought about like what would I do in that scenario is probably way more than it ever needed to be because it's never going to happen. But um, all right, cool. Until now, Imagine Brian, look up. Buried, <laughs> two thousand ten. Ryan Reynolds available on Pluto, Tubi, and Prime, I believe. All right. Um, my whole thing, I was, I'm a little disappointed because I had this whole deepest fear thing where I was going to quote Shane Falco from uh, The Replacements <laughs> about quicksand, but we have to speed through this because the Oscar episode. Um, so I went with uh, a, a, a little uh, kind of a, um, an, a fear I got as I got older. And it, it it's probably not as practical as like being buried alive or or spiders or snakes. My fear is uh, life. This is going to get deep, guys. So be ready. My fear is uh, kind of life passing you by and not accomplishing your goals that you set out. Seeing others, seeing others move on and, and do their own, do their own stuff. So the the thing that I could find on streaming that was along those lines or close enough to it was a uh, a movie that I actually haven't seen called The Ghost Story. It's a uh, 2017 American supernatural drama film written and directed by David Lowry, and it stars Rooney Mara and, unfortunately, Casey Affleck. Um, but he, so basically, Casey Affleck, yeah, no, I have to do a fucking Affleck or a Damon, I don't they're fucking, whatever. <laughs> Boston actors, but, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> a lot of trouble with them. 
Um, but, <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, it's a, uh, from what I get, it's a husband that, that passes away, comes back as a ghost and is kind of an observer of his wife and how she goes about her life. And, uh, it's part of his grieving process and he wants to kind of move on from her, but he's stuck in seeing her just kind of move on from him. And it's just, I thought it was along those lines. Um, so I'm excited to watch it. It's on uh, a Paramount Plus. It's a uh, 2017 film, Paramount Plus. Check it out. A ghost story. Pat, your turn. Wait, a ghost story and right. a ghost story? Uh, uh, oh, a ghost story. Oh, quick side note. Um, I've had that whole kind of like, uh, you know, mid you know uh or maybe like even core life. life crisis where you're like yeah. is my life meaningful just have a kid that's what i did and i was like oh <laughs> now it's there now it's on of, them now it's on them that's I'm part of the, the crisis <laughs> that's part of the crisis brian for some people some of us you know <laughs> so you're just perpetuating the pain that you were feeling at the core yeah life thanks crisis. brian I'm thanks brian like, for wow <laughs> putting the finger in the flesh wound <laughs> You know, gotta sit there, gotta sit there and wonder. So uh, put the figure in the flesh wound. Is that a, is that a saying, yeah, or did I'm, I just make that? Up? I'm good with it. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think you made that up. I think that's uh, I think sticking finger in the wound or salt in the wound, same difference. Things, Stick your finger yes. in the wound. I've never heard that before. Okay. Thanks for pushing <laughs> me on to the best uh, tax auditor trophy. Uh, all right. So uh, everything all the everything everywhere all at once reference. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was proud of it. Um it's good. Anyway, my movie. So I made the mistake of telling telling these two and uh our a couple of our other friends that I have a terrible fear of clowns and dolls. Women. Oh my oh. god. What'd you go with? So doll clown. There's not there's not very many clown movies. <laughs> there's a lot more doll movies. So I went with this, so I went with this movie called The Boy. <gasps> oh, yes. Yes. Very, if you've heard of Robert the Doll, it's along the lines of based on a little bit off his story. What's that? Uh, when uh, Ozzy Osbourne and his uh, son were going on uh, trips around the world, they had a Robert the Doll that Ozzy actually mm-hmm. had him like explode. Dope, Pat. You're gonna watch yeah. this. I am gonna watch this, and Holy sh- I'm. Pr- no, there's, there's a good chance I might. I no, I will watch it. I, I have alone? to watch it. I'm gonna watch it alone. It's in fucking awesome. My, in my room in the dark. Uh <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> you're gonna have your lights on. So yeah. So I, I. So this was kind of a fear that didn't start off. I'll get more into it uh, when we actually have the episode. But it wasn't a fear that was that started off when I was young. It kind of developed as I've gotten older for a variety of reasons. But yeah, I don't. I don't love dolls. I they're creepy and. I also have a thing for scaring the fuck out of myself, so I'm going to force myself through this for the sake of content. It's so, so scary, by the way. I want to hear about the... I, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it now, because I don't like dolls either. And they, and even like the, the, the turn in it is like even scarier than you could have 
could imagine. So yeah, it's yeah. This is a good one. I'm excited for you guys to yep. watch this. So, so uh, I actually I refer. So Brittany has the same, you know, do, no dolls. Like I can't if I mention Goosebumps Night of the Living Dummy, like she curls up in a fucking fetal position on the floor. But like, <clears throat> so sometimes that's where it started. I will full so, admit that's where it started. <laughs> those are good books. Um, I was so gonna say I want to hear more about this next episode. Oh, but I would uh, for, for Pat from no. Go ahead, Brian. Oh, and I was just gonna say like sometimes I refer to my son as the boy. And every time I do it, I'll be like, I'll be like, the boy was doing this. And she's like, please fucking stop saying that because it makes me think of that movie. <laughs> and she's never seen it. She's never seen the movie. She's only seen like previews for it, but you get the gist of it. Oh, so that's yeah. great. You, you should put, you should put that movie on as, uh, you should put the movie on it just uh, when she's in the room and my, uh, see, uh, see how pissed off she gets at you. <laughs> my, my dad's mom had, she collected porcelain baby dolls. And um, she, she, I think she gifted one, or no, it might have been when she passed away, and um, one was kind of gifted to our family. And my mom's like, "No, no, no, no you keep that." Like, yeah, that's so. And it's it's in. We got a little like uh, editor, and it's it's like my parents have it, and it's on like the bottom shelf, and it, it's still creepy, even though it's like a playful, like happy, loving baby. But like even when I go over and crash at their place I, I always get nervous like this thing's gonna wake up and choke me to death see um there it was is. a short there was a short uh no sleep i believe i read it on no sleep or two sentence horror on reddit um about uh girl had gone to sleep she had a bunch of porcelain dolls and woke up to all her dolls facing the door and outside the door were a bunch of scratch marks Outside the door, that's that's a fun roommate. That's a fun. Somebody roommate. did that. Yeah. Somebody did that shit. Did you ever see the Seinfeld what? episode where uh, where George goes to sleep and he finds the the girl collects dolls or something, and the one doll looks exactly like his mom? Yes. <laughs> and he, he hears her, George. What are you doing? Also, I believe there's a website where uh, this house is full of haunted dolls, and you can literally watch them. Uh, there's like Zillow's. Webcam. There's like Zillows. If you look up some Zillows, like they have like doll rooms, and they like put that in the Zillow like listing. So you're like just scrolling, and you're like, "What the? What's this?" Like, yeah, I want to buy that house now. Yeah, I told, I told them to sit there. Oh, cool. Good selling point. Oh, cool! It comes with a doll murder room. Yeah, like I, w- I wasn't gonna buy the house, and then I saw, I saw you had haunted dolls. And in now one room. And you should have just picked Goosebumps or something. And the now boy I'm is in. fucking. You're gonna be. Yeah, you really face your face. Your this fears head on. My this fears. Big. I'm. I mean, my fears are not as crazy as yours. No, honestly, yeah. I, like we're not gonna be scared to death by my movie. <laughs> yeah. Your movie's gonna gonna change us. And by the way, it is on Netflix. I should know. Oh, that. cool. Um, okay, cool. So, all right, let's move on to our Oscar. Draft. Let's get a round let's up. Talk about- Brian, your hold on. So, your pick, Brian. Oh, uh, bur- uh, buried, <laughs> buried. Um. Available on Tubi, Pluto, or Prime. Um, sorry, Ryan Reynolds, 2010. And mine was a ghost story on Paramount Plus, 2017. And then mine is The Doll, or The Boy, on uh, Netflix. <laughs> I'm already not going to... I'm, I'm going to be fucking... I, I hate that I suggested this, but it, I'm doing this for the content. I'm yeah. doing this for the content. That's the only reason why I'm fucking doing it. Can this. we get a live stream of it or like <laughs> a recording of a reaction video? Yeah. yeah, I think I can make something happen. 
Good shit. All right, so now we go. Let's do the Oscar. Let's do the fucking Oscar draft. Uh, so we're only doing six categories. We're not doing all of them. We're only doing six main ones. Uh, best picture, best director, uh, best actor, best actress. What were the other two? Best two, two supporting. And the two supporting. Wait, that's five. What was six? Director, best supporting, and best, best director. Best director. supporting director and best supporting. Patty Cakes. All right. So why don't we start with the best supporting actor? Are we snaking this, or are we just going? Well, yeah. Let's. We said. I, I think it's fair if we each get a chance to pick first, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't care how we want to decide that order. I mean, honestly, who went first I mean, today on the pod, Matt? I mean, there's six. Uh, yeah, there's six. So. Yeah, we each we each get to do first three times, or we each get first twice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Supporting actor. Yeah, so we're doing supporting actor first. Yeah. Everybody got nominees available. Yeah. Working on. Uh, I Pat- think so. I got. Oh, who's going first? Well, I was gonna say Patrick just read them every time, and then All whoever right, goes so, first. Yeah. So best supporting actor. The nominees are Brendan Gleeson for Banshees, Brendan Tyree Henry of from Causeway, Judd Hirsch from Fablemans, Barry Keegan. From Banshees and Kihu Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. I guess we should say we're doing this as like a draft. So on this on this category, Matt will pick first. I'll go second, Pat third, and then the next one, me first, Pat second, Matt third. We'll just do it that way. Like a yeah, we'll just kind of rotate as we. Okay, cool. All right, cool. You up? All right, I'm gonna go Kihu Kwan. Son of a bitch. Recency bias, but yeah, he was great in that. Brian. If I get second pick, I guess I'm going Gleason. He's got to be the the next best shot at it, right? Mm-hmm. All right, I'm I'm gonna go for uh, the dark horse here, Brian Tyree Henry. Oh wow! Oh nice. Here's my third pick too. And not and again, the dark horse is not meant to be a racist connotation, but I, yeah, with considering oh, Christ. the category, I <laughs> he's great. He was great in Atlanta too. Yeah, I mean he he's great in general, but yeah, he has been good in stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, category. Pat Actress the category. in supporting role. Actress in supporting. Angela Bassett uh, for Wakanda Forever. Hong Chow for The Whale. Carrie Condon for Banshees. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere at Once. And Stephanie Sue for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay, so we're trying to win, right? That's the idea of this. Like we're act- this is like a fantasy draft. Okay, I'm yeah. taking yeah. An- I'm taking Angela Bassett. Really? Yeah. She did the thing. I'm going to go with, uh, as much as I like Stephanie Sue, I'm going to go with Hong Chow for the, from The Whale. And I'm going to go, because I would think it would be a really great see- thing to see, is Jamie Lee Curtis for everything, everywhere, all at once. To see her win? 
That'd be cool. Was this her first Oscar nomination? Is that right? I know she's never won. That's for sure. I don't know about. Yeah. Well, I mean, probably she. she, she I mean, she's a genre actress. They don't fucking nominate it. Well, until now she's been in a horror film. Well, yeah. True Lies though, she was awesome in True yeah, Lies. She carried that film. That was that was before. I know that was an Oscar bait, but yeah. still, <laughs> that was before they cared about Cameron. Yeah. Hong right. Chow also very good in the menu. Oh yeah, Hong Chow was great. Oh, uh, she, she, okay. Yeah, she's like the hostess or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She was she was good in that, except for the flour tortillas. But <laughs> the the fucking menu. What a movie! What a movie! Anyway, so bad. Actor right. actress in a leading role: Kate Blanchett in Tar, Ana de Armas in Blonde, Andrea Riseborough in To Leslie, Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, and Michelle Yao in Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm gonna go with Michelle. For okay. Well, once. Matt. This one was tough. I'm gonna go Anna Darmus as a uh, kind of a dark horse. I didn't like the movie, but I thought she was great in the role. Oh, I never watched Blonde. It was like three hours long. I was yeah. Um, also, thank you because I'm taking Kate Blanchett, my goddess. My uh, she's my third. Oh, God. I mean, my I fucking. Mean, I, I mean. But you know the greatest have, living female actress of our lifetime. Not not having seen Tar is the only reason why. Yeah, I haven't. Seen, I yeah, mean, same here. Mich- Michelle did great, but I've not seen Tar, so I can't. I'm Mich- not Michelle there. was awesome. Um, you know, I think I I don't think I saw any of the other roles, but Kate Blanchett is just uh, it, it's amazing how she can be and look exactly like Kate Blanchett, but like watch the movie Tar and you're like. Oh, I believe that she's this person actually. Like, I don't see Kate Blanchett somehow. It's very weird how she does it. But yep, I mean, <clears throat> cool. Kate, I'll Kate take Kate Blanchett is how Kate Blanchett is how uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, she's great as Hera. Yeah, she's been so good. In no, Hell. I mean, she's been great in everything. Hella, Hella. That's Hella. what it is. Yeah, so good. In but uh, like anyway, okay. Actor in the leading role, uh, Austin Butler. For Elvis, Colin Farrell in Banshees of Inisherin, Brendan Fraser in The Whale, Paul Mescal in After Sun, and Bill Nighy in Living. This is a tough first pick. Oh, it's incredibly tough. It's Matt. No, I I picked. Is it my first pick? Yeah, because we've done three. Yeah, it's back to you. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna go Brendan Fraser. I think Hollywood loves a uh, a comeback story. Mm-hmm. Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Austin Butler. I I don't know. I I I got some I got some good Austin Butler vibes. But probably the the right. only real Elvis was fine. It was fun, but like you know what he was doing was something different. And then I will go with uh, Colin Farrell yeah. for Banshees. I mean, that's definitely the top three. That's a good pick too. Yeah, that's the top three for sure. Easily. That should be a good race. Uh, all right. Directing. Banshees of Anna Sharon, Martin Madonna, Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, uh, The Fableman, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, Tar, Todd Field, and then Triangle Sadness, Ruben Ostlund. Oh, fuck. I'm first, right? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. Oh, I mean, just... just the cliche. I'm gonna take Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. 
that I'm going to go everything everywhere all at once. You so the Daniels. And I'm going to go Martin McDonough for Banshees. I was almost going Ruben Oslin, but I'd never saw Triangle Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, I was torn as well on that. No, I, I hope the, I hope the sequel is the Triangle of Madness, but or the, no, the Square oh. of Madness. Yes, yes, done. All right. I think it, I mean to me it sounds like it's just a, a White Lotus movie, but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, moving on to Best Picture. Okay. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar mm-hmm. The Way of Water, mm-hmm. The Banshees of Anna Sharon, Elvis, mm-hmm. Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. So I believe I'm up first. Yep. 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 I'm up yeah, first. You. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. That's surprising. Matt. I am going to go, just because I know Hollywood loves their own, I'm going to go The Fable Ends. I have a feeling I know what Brian's pick is, but... Tar? Can I get the nominees no, again? I'm... No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's going to be Top Gun. I was thinking, I'm thinking it's going to be Avatar. The, it, uh, it's not going to be Avatar. Maverick I would be shocked. not crazy. Not a crazy no, pick. Not. No, I mean I'm am gonna take Banshees. I mean those are the top three, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Taking Banshees. All right. All quiet though. All I right. is kind of a dark horse for me for Best Picture. That would be shocking. It, but it's not yeah. the first time a Best Foreign Film. Remember it, Parasite. Well, right. It, mm-hmm. I guess that's true. It is, but I feel like All Quiet they'll just give that international film plus a lot of like the other. Oh, stuff. they're definitely in that cinematographer and bullshit and blah blah blah. Okay, I'm just gonna review them See, real quick. Basically, what it is is. Whatever movie I watch on the the morning of the Oscars mm-hmm. is going to win because that's what happened with Coda. Coda. <laughs> Coda. Also, is this going to be the second? Was Coda last year? That was last year, right? Yeah, Coda. Was I last think year. so. Is this going to be the second year a row? Second year in a row. You know, besides Will Smith smacking somebody, but um, where the best supporting actor like win is going to be like the best part of the night. I feel like when, if Kiwi Kwan wins, it's going to be epic. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think actually, yeah, supporting uh, actors loaded speak- and supporting actress. Yeah. Well, speaking of the slap, uh, I believe Chris Rock is doing a live show this weekend on. Oh yeah, or, on, tomorrow night. Yeah, his Netflix show tomorrow night. Sat well. By yeah. the time people listen live to this, show. it'll be like two weeks old. But yeah, yeah, two weeks old. But he'll be doing a live show, so, and he'll mention. I'm sure. Slap, I'm so sure people will still be talking about Chris Rock's comedy special in the year 2023. What? Will they? <laughs> well, then, Sorry. I don't know. No, that was my sarcasm. Oh, yeah. That was sarcasm. Good old C-Rock. Okay, so before we end, before Pat takes us out and Matt plays his song, um, so I kind of made a joke on the last episode that I was going to make some Oscar parlays. <laughs> so I did. Oh. Um, so I'm going to be the house. I'm going to offer you guys the four parlays I have. You can each pick one. There's two three legs and there's two four legs. Um, obviously, we know the way a parlay works. You have to hit all of them to win. Um, I'm taking one dollar bets, and each one will pay out two to one. How's that sound? That works. Okay. So okay. Parlay one, three leg. For best song, "Lift Me Up" by Rihanna from Wakanda Forever. Okay. 
best a oh shit uh, best costume design oh, wow. what best costume design also Wakanda Forever um I didn't write down the people who actually did it which I guess would have been nice. as long as you cover as long as you cover the movie the movie okay. itself right um mm-hmm. yeah best yeah the people that <coughs> made it they wouldn't care they they, they're, they're their fine. names they're fine. Best Adapted Screenplay, Maverick. Um, it's technically an adapted screenplay because it's based off of, uh, the first film. Um, yeah, I didn't get... Okay. When did that change happen? No, it's been like that for a while. If it's if it's a sequel, but, it's adapted. But how long? Oh, I don't know. Originally, I don't know. There were other movies where I was like... It's, honestly, I think but... Adapted is any intellectual property. Like, if there was an episode of television that you based your movie on, they'd call it Adapted. Even though no one ever made it, I always thought it was like a book, like it was nope. based on a book nope. for the longest. Well, for the longest time, that's all anyone made <laughs> that, a movie based on, right? Because Scorsese was only all yeah. his movies are based off books. But um, um, okay, so that's what the one three leg. So song, lift me up, adapted screenplay, Maverick, costume design, what kind of forever. The other three leg parlay is original screenplay, Banshees, cinematography, all quiet, best picture, Banshees. So you got to hit all three of those. The two four legs. One, best actor, Brendan Fraser. Best score, All Quiet. Best pick, Everything Everywhere. And you have to bet the over on the amount of Will Smith jokes there will be, which is two. <laughs> so you have to take the over on that. You have there to get two? more than those two. Are, those aren't bad odds. It's not bad. It's not, it's not bad. No. Okay, and then the other four leg I have is supporting actress, uh, Angela Bassett. Uh, makeup and hair, Elvis. Uh, right. Visual effects, Avatar. Wait, like Elvis did the makeup and hair? Yes. Um, Those are terrible. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you have to bet the under for the amount of wins All Quiet will get, which is six. So you, you have to bet that All Quiet will get less than six wins. All right. Which oh, ones do you guys want to bet? You can, each, you can each pick one. I'll let... I'll be a gentleman and let Matt pick the pick three first. I forgot. No, 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 no. <laughs> you only get one out of the four. You can either bet a three leg oh. or a four leg. Yeah. I'm going to do, what was the the one with the Will Smith jokes at two? Okay. So, okay. Hey, son of a bitch. So, who, wait, who else? What what ha- had happened in that one? Okay, so I feel like that was the one that was most. Best actor has to be Brendan Fraser. Okay. Uh, best score has to be All Quiet. Best okay. pick has to be Everything Everywhere. And the over on Will Smith jokes is two. You have to bet the over. So yeah. at least three Will Smith jokes. That's that's yeah, that's and that's everybody. That's, that's not one. that's not just Kimmel. That's the whole show. So if anyone yeah. else gets up and makes a stupid Will oh, Smith is Kimmel joke, hosting? Counts. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Not not but, loving oh, that. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. But I mean that's well, like, he's gonna no, do like three I mean, Will Smith jokes at the beginning because that's all he's got. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good bet. Okay, Pat. I mean re- I mean also realistically. Who else? Who else was going to host it? No one. No one else really wants to host it anymore. So if so if your if your parlay wins, I give you two bucks. If you lose, you give me one dollar. Okay. What's okay. the other? What's the four? What's the other four one? The other four was supporting actress Angela Bassett, uh, makeup and hair for Elvis, visual effects for Avatar, and you have to bet the under of the number of wins All Quiet will have, which is six. So less than six wins for All Quiet. It has nine or ten nominations. I want to say. 11. 11? Okay, even better. So right in the fucking middle. Or you got the two three legs. You can bet one of those. 
What are the two three legs again? Uh, best song. One of them is best song. Lift me up. Adapted screenplay. Maverick. Costume. Wakanda. Not bad. I think a lot of favorites. I think most of these are favorites. That's kind of the idea, right? Yeah. I'm enticing you to. Um, uh, the other one is original screenplay, Banshees. Cinematography, All Quiet. Best picture, Banshees. That one's kind of tough. I'm going to go with the one with Wakanda. You want to do the three leg? Yeah. Okay. So, same rule. You win, you get $2. I win, you give me a dollar. Yep. All right, cool. That's it. All right. Make it a little interesting. All right. Huh? All right. Yeah, that'll be fun. This is good. And we'll probably guys. have a post Oscars episode. Oh yeah, we'll should we just do one? We should we just do one like a post Oscars where we just talk about the Oscars and our picks and don't actually do a recommendation? Like just do kind of a yeah, just talk about the show. Can... Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, know. we'd have to get that out like day after, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. That'd be we can much. talk about it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Let's discuss, we'll we'll discuss it, out. it. But anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks for thanks for tuning in as always. We love you, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode, whether it be uh, post Oscars or uh, next month. Yeah. Right. Good night. All of us, that means she's winning best supporting actor. This song reminds me of the end of the birdcage every time I hear it. Oh, that was such a good movie. That's a fucking great movie. Gene Hackman. Yep. Robin Williams. Robin. Nathan Lane. Oh. Hey, Kazaria. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was great. Of course, playing somebody that's not white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs>